everyone. This is an episode that I am so excited to talk about as the concept of signs and synchronicities has completely fascinated me. Yes, I'm sure the universe was sending me signs beforehand, but I was just so busy and I wasn't paying attention. For some reason, as I asked the universe for guidance on my grief journey, I started to see things working in a very mysterious way. As many of you can relate, I was extremely lost for months and months. Maybe you can attribute it to being numb by the sudden loss, along with the complete widow's fog. I knew I needed something to nudge me to make sure I was on track. Was I doing the right thing? Was I on the right path? Sometimes that meant just being still, and that was okay. We don't always have to act. Society wants us to move forward and be doing something. However, in that stillness, I started to experience patterns of signs and synchronicities. It was a repetitive nature that really made me pause. As an example, I kept seeing monarch butterflies and dragonflies. Seemed to be everywhere. Honestly, I never saw these before. The frequency of these crossing my path was just wild. Then it was repeating numbers. But the one that really got me the most was hearing a song from my late husband's favorite band, Fleetwood Mac. And it had a lot of meaning. He really... Love that band to the point where even my girls were influenced by his love for their music. But I kept hearing Fleetwood Mac songs everywhere. So I started to pay attention where I was and who I was with. I started to connect the details and I realized there's some meaning here. And I just knew his presence was with me. It wasn't just me. Both my daughters were experiencing the same thing. There's so much you can explore in this area, from personal experiences to metaphysics to spirituality. So today's podcast features Tanya Carol Richardson, who's a self-improvement spiritual author, a professional intuitive, and a regular contributor to mindbodygreen.com. She'll be highlighting the various types of signs and synchronicities that you may encounter and how to interpret their related symbolism. We will also be joined by Jennifer Clark and Corey Schaller as they explain their personal experiences from a widow's perspective. My goal for today's episode is to give you the opportunity to recognize that there is the possibility of an interconnected universe, and it could potentially be a guide for personal growth after loss. If you have any questions from today's episode or would like to recommend topics for future podcasts, please reach out to me at widows that wine at gmail.com well welcome tanya Corey, and jennifer i am really excited about today's discussion for me Corey, and jennifer this is certainly a unique topic as we've each had and in some cases have had shared experiences of signs and synchronicities we've had our whoa moments together right Corey and jennifer we, we know yeah, absolutely where we sat back and went oh my gosh because this could this be something right uh but i think our awareness has also become more in tune as a result of widowhood and quite honestly i wasn't paying attention to these type of signs beforehand i mean i it was not something i was paying attention to. And so Tanya, as a spiritual author and professional intuitive, this is an area that you know so well. 
and we're looking forward to having you share your experience and insight with the listeners today. And for you, Corey and Jennifer, for you to share your own personal experiences with everyone. So we're looking forward to that. So I'm going to start off with you, Tanya, and share what are signs and synchronicities? Hello, it's so nice to be here. This is so fun to have this group of people, and I'm so excited to be on the podcast. That's a great question. What are signs and synchronicities? Because those are terms that are thrown around quite often now as this stuff becomes more widely known and accepted and talked about. But lots of people will say, I don't know if I do really know <laughs> what a sign or synchronicity is. And as you had said at the beginning, it's so important to recognize them. And often we get a ton of signs and synchronicities we don't recognize. So just the simple awareness that there is a force, a benevolent force in the, in the world that is always sending you signs and synchronicities, just that simple awareness will help you recognize them. So I if you Google synchronicity, um, I think mine is the second article that comes up. So it's very easy to find. I write for mindbodygreen.com, among other things, and it's it's that article. And we did a really deep dive on synchronicity. Just and it's a very complex subject, but it's also quite simple. So let's not make it too complex. A sign or synchronicity is a meaningful coincidence. So it might be that your favorite number or your lucky number is 21. So you go to a job interview and you, you've never been to this building before. It's a huge high rise. Oh my gosh, the job is on the 21st floor. <laughs> Could that, you know, do, should I make too much of this? And one thing that we can really just remember, there are usually more signs and synchronicities happening than you realize. And with the mystery of faith, so many things are intertwined and interwoven. So it can be very easy for your logical mind to try and dismiss something like that. You know, oh, don't be silly. 21st floor. I mean, come on. The world doesn't revolve around me. This could just be the 21st floor. You know, and sure, you can say, okay, sure, maybe. But man, I'm already starting to get a lot of physical sensations with my clairsentience uh, psychic pathway. There are four main psychic pathways. Clairsentience is where you are feeling intuitive guidance. So remember, signs and synchronicities are a form of intuitive guidance that's external, happening outside of you. Part of the way you discern if this is really a meaningful coincidence, does this have meaning for me, this number 21 on this 21st floor, is how am I feeling? Am I getting chills? Does the energy feel thick or, or more, you know, more pregnant with energy around me? Um, is time kind of slowing down? Also, you can see if more synchronicities come, you know, do other synchronicities happen in the interview that are, you know, different types of synchronicities? Perhaps the, the person who interviews you is wearing your favorite color. <laughs> You know, something like that could also happen. I also think the things that are really strong signs and synchronicities that we get throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, they resonate so strongly with our system, they stay with us. So it might be that days later, you're still thinking about these things. You're in the shower and you're, you know, just enjoying the shower, thinking about something else. And all of a sudden, the sign or synchronicity comes back to you. Go, wow, that was really crazy, wasn't it? How it was the 21st floor. So, and the interesting thing about signs and synchronicities, they can come in any way. 
So it could be, you know, hearing your favorite song on the radio that you shared with someone, you know, at, at, a, at a moment when you really need to hear that song. It could be through a number, an angel number, a number that means something to you, like we just described. It could be hearing an overheard conversation at the grocery store where you think, this is just crazy, but those people were just talking about something I was wondering about myself. Uh, you know, and what they said was was really valuable for me. So remember, a sign or synchronicity can come in in absolutely any way. I have um, someone I know whose father passed away, and his first car was a yellow VW Bug. And you know, she he always used to talk about that car when when his kids were growing up. And now she sees yellow VW bugs. And whenever she sees one, she always thinks, oh my gosh, that's that's a sign for my dad. Well, you know, the crazy thing is I never see yellow VW bugs. And I'm pretty, because I'm into signs and synchronicities, I'm pretty aware of what's going on around me. Well, when this friend came to visit me, <laughs> it was crazy how many yellow VW bugs we saw. And I thought, my goodness, this is wild. So I think that's another thing with synchronicity. You have to acknowledge it is wild <laughs> and there are times when you can get so many or they can be so meaningful or at a time that is so important for you to see the sign that it does really kind of blow your mind yeah and I, I think what you highlighted it's almost like we have to be present I think that's something for me that, that that awareness is being present in that moment and like you're saying it's following like what what are what's your emotions what are you feeling you just saw something how do you feel or what is that environment you're in to make all of those connections right so and you know presence I think you know again let's not make this intimidating or complex because <laughs> then you can kind of worry that oh my gosh now I've got to be more present really presence is just having more space in your mind and more space in your life you know, let's not overclutter our mind. Let's not overclutter our lives. Of course, our lives are very busy if we're lucky. And um, and even, you know, our minds can just be very busy. Our emotional body can be very busy. But the interesting thing is presence is just about being still being in the moment. So in some ways, a lot of recognizing synchronicities is more about paring down you know, paring down the thoughts in your mind, maybe creating a little bit more open space in your schedule so that you can just be more aware of what's going on around you. And some of that might even just be training yourself to not kind of zone out or numb out in the moment, you know, especially when you're, you're grieving, you know, some of that is helpful. You know, we need to pull back and kind of numb out in a way. It's how we're protecting ourselves because there's so much pain and overwhelm. Um, at different, at, at any time when you're grieving and, and grief is a journey that is ongoing, you know, as we know now, it's not something that just has a start and stop date. But I think sometimes even in those, those kind of everyday moments where we all kind of zone out and numb out a bit, like you're at the grocery store, you know, it's a routine thing. And you're thinking, I've been to this grocery store a million times and my mind is racing or whatever. Really stop and pay attention to all the sensory detail. That's a great way to ground yourself. What am I smelling? What am I seeing? Because it's often in those very everyday moments when you're taking your average walk through the neighborhood or this kind of thing that the synchronicity will find you. So I had an amazing synchronicity the other day when I was, I had to drop off my car to do something at the auto body shop and the woman who picked me up for an Uber to take me home 
started talking to me and it was just crazy. It was exactly what I needed to hear on that day. It was wild. So it, this was another very average moment where I could have just completely zoned out, gotten into my worries or gotten into whatever could be going on in my head. But by being more present, oh my gosh, was that worthwhile for me? Corey and Jennifer, do you have any thoughts on that? It's, it's absolutely. And so I had, you know, signs, whatever, but just recently in Colorado, when you mentioned music, I'm like, that's it. Every single day, the song, um, highway to hell came on by ACDC. That is what we played at Leroy's funeral. And so the first time I heard it, I had to go to the office and I, I just, I, it completely overtook me. I'm like, what in the world? And so one of the uh, carriers came in and was like, you know, it's okay. You know, there's a lot going on here. We understand it's a hard office. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand this. It, it's my husband. And so every day that song came on, not at the same time, but in some time. And I was just, oh, that's what I needed. That's absolutely what I needed was to know, hey, I know it sucks right now, but you're doing a great job. And that's exactly how I took it. I love that story. First of all, I love ACDC. I'm a huge ACDC <laughs> fan, by yes. the way. <laughs> so <laughs> I love hard rock, always have. Um, and I think that's a perfect example. And what came to me as you were sharing is when when you were sharing with us, that's just what I needed. I think what if we can tease that thought out more, just just to know I wasn't alone. There's yeah. something, someone watching over me, sending me signs that only that would only be meaningful to me that make my jaw drop. I'm this. I feel so alone in this, and it, let's validate that it's true. But on another level, there is something snuggling into me that's yes. protective, that's healing, mm -hmm. that's that's trying to let me know that I'm not alone, and there is uh, something out there that is protecting and supporting me. It's interesting, yeah. another great story that happened to someone I know, they had a board game that's kind of one of those board games that they don't even really make much anymore. It's a very old-fashioned one, but it's one that this person would play all the time with their grandmother. Um, you know, just constantly, constantly. And then, you know, the person's grandmother uh, passed away and this person's daughter, this person's mother, who was the grandmother's daughter, and then this is the son. He, so he was just coming back um, from kind of wrapping up his mother's estate. And, you know, his grandmother had passed away, you know, decades before. And but this this game was a really beloved board game in the family. Well, he was driving through this rural area and stopped at a stoplight and it was him and his wife and his child in the car. And they looked up. Sure enough, there was a brand new version of that board game wrapped in plastic laying at this stoplight in this rural area. And it, it was the kind of thing that just blew his mind because he thought, you know, I'm, I'm just wrapping up my mother's estate. This is the game that I remember since I was a child that my mother, my grandmother and I and all the extended family would sit around and play all the time. And here it is at this stoplight. So, of course, they stopped. There was no one around. It's a rural area, picked up the game. And it was it was something that person could hold on to, you yeah. know, in those moments where you're just you need something to hold on to. You know, it's sometimes it's those really powerful, unique synchronicities that keep you going in a day when you really need something to help keep you going. Perfect. 
Corey, do you have any thoughts? Well, um, so my, my husband, Paul died suddenly in February of, um, 22 of an aneurysm and the joke that I like to say is he's been much more attentive um, from heaven than he really was here on earth because he's been very busy and probably because he now doesn't have two jobs and you know, all that, all of that. Um, and so one of the things that happened, so he um, was a pilot in the Navy and he flew an airplane um, called an S3 Viking that was retired many years ago. Um, and there's still a couple of them around, but they don't, they really don't use them much anymore at all. And we were on, this was a couple months after he passed and I was with my sister and brother-in-law who were also very, very close to him um, and my niece and nephew. And we were driving up to Santa Barbara and we were on the highway and my sister said, look at that. And here was an S3 airplane flying over us and just at the exact time that we could all see it. And it, you know, one, what are the odds, right? Because you, you, you go through that. And I just, I'm now at the point where I just, I'm like, hi, Paul. Like, I, I know you're here. I'm acknowledging you. Thank you. Um, I miss you. Um, and I think for, for me, it's, it's been that reassurance that kind of like you said, Tanya, like I'm seen, I'm not alone. Um, he misses us too, you know, and so I, I have a whole list of things that have happened because I, I think, and, and Jenny knows this, like I, you know, I have, I have a friend who um, is, is also very in tune with things like this. And so after Paul passed, she said, you, you've got to keep your eyes open. You've got to look. And at that point I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I had never heard of anything like this before. And they come, they come along and it's, I feel very lucky. I feel very lucky because they always make me feel really good. I, I love that story. It's it's similar to the board game where this certain plane, it's so unique. It's just, again, so wild, you know? Um, and, and, you know, even ACDC Highway to Hell, you could say, well, it's a, it's a common song, but I can't remember the last time I heard it on a radio or a store yet, you know, here you were hearing it every day. So, and, and I think when you were sharing just now, it made me, I heard clear audiently, you're not, they're always with us. You know, I think that's, you know, and, and I want every, people of any faith or any belief system to feel comfortable in these kind of conversations. So I'm not at all trying to tell you um, what happens after someone dies, because how, how could I ever know? <laughs> you know, I can only go by uh, what I know, giving psychic readings and intuitive readings to thousands of people all over the world, what I've studied myself, what's come to me as an intuitive um, but I would never try and convince anyone else of of something. But when you were sharing, I heard clear audiently that there these people are still with us. That's kind of the mystery of faith. They're gone, but they're not gone. You know, it's two things at once. And I think that I think it really can feel like a protective force as well, as you said, you know, he's so communicative now. Uh, from the other side and and helping so much. And, and I think that sometimes we can feel so vulnerable in grief, of course. There's so much that comes along with, with losing someone, especially a partner. And we, we need to feel that extra sense of protection. So getting those signs and synchronicities and, and thinking, hey, they're on the other side, they're even more powerful and they really are 
protecting and watching over me right now. And at this incredibly vulnerable time, I especially need to feel that. Um, I think it can also be really interesting. I like how you said writing down the signs. You know, I think that's incredibly valuable, especially I, I think sometimes when we have those moments when um, we're having a difficult day and we can look back at the signs and see and kind of bolster our faith. And then I think it can also be a, a wonderful way to remind ourselves to keep sharing. You know, you can share with someone from the other side by journaling to them, by just thinking something, talking to them in your mind, saying a prayer. And I, I really loved how you were saying, you know, our relationship, I feel like it's, we're still growing closer, you know, from the other side, that relationship is continuing and in some ways deepening. And sometimes it can be true that, and this is something I do in my, uh, or I tried to set up for people in my grief journal forever in my heart, where you can say things that were left unsaid. You know, you can journal in this journal to the person who's passed away, because it is amazing how many people feel, and of course, this may not be true for everyone, but some people and many people who have come to me as an intuitive have said they've been able to resolve and heal things in a relationship with someone only once they pass. Um, and not just because that person suddenly wasn't in the room, but because that person might have been more open and expansive and compassionate and understanding on the other side. And there really was a sense of a back and forth energy exchange that helped them heal things in the relationship. So I think that's another wonderful thing about having this divine connection to the other side and even to someone specific on the other side is the healing can still continue even, even more profoundly sometimes that way. Great points. So Tanya, I think for our, for our listeners then, what you've highlighted with these psychic pathways and what Jennifer and Corey highlighted, what I'm hearing is there's there's a hearing guidance, right? There's, there's seeing things, there's a feeling guidance, and there's the physical sensation, right? All of that kind of ties into that psychic pathway, right? Yeah. So I had, you know, signs and synchronicities, they're a form of us getting external intuitive guidance. So th that's when something's happening outside of us, like the plane, the board game, the ACDC song. Um, it's, it's happening outside of us, but it's still intuitive guidance meant for us. We also have our own really strong psychic system that just lives within us. And I always teach in all my books and Oracle decks about the four psychic clairs. So I use those in sessions with clients and I'll just briefly explain them for the audience audience is when you hear a voice in your mind. It's a gentle voice. It always sounds the same. It's not a voice that is disturbing or menacing. It's a, it's a really gentle voice that gives you guidance and, and the tone is very even and always sounds the same, no matter who's, no matter where that guidance is coming from. Then there's clairvoyance. That's where you see an image in your mind that is giving you intuitive guidance. So the image, you know, doesn't really appear outside of you. It's just appearing up here in your, in your inner landscape. Then there is claircognizance. That's the intellectual psychic pathway where you can have a sudden epiphany. Oh my gosh, I know exactly what I need to say to my child. I know exactly how to handle the situation at work. I just had this out of box, out of the box epiphany about this. 
and you can get large mental download chunks of things like kind of like when a computer's downloading something so that can happen to me in sessions of clients then the fourth psychic pathway is clairsentience so i have a couple books about empaths sensitive people this is where you have a very strong feeling psychic pathway can feel the energies and emotions around you in your own system you get physical cues with your intuitive senses so the clair Clairaudience and clairvoyance are the more rare psychic pathways. Claircognizance, the, the thoughts and the feelings are the more common. Um, although, it, you know, you can have a very strong intuition no matter what you've got going on. <laughs> so just validate what you have um, because everyone is unique, just like with everything else in our lives. So no, no two people's intuitive system will look the same. Some people can have really strong psychic and intuitive dreams regularly. Some people say, I never remember my dreams. So don't, don't make yourself wrong. Just work with what you've got and validate that that's really, really strong and natural in you. Also, I always like to tell people that wherever you fall on the kind of intuitive spectrum, whether you think you're just, wow, off the charts intuitive, or gosh, I don't know if I'm very intuitive at all. The more you study and, and, and practice using your intuition, the stronger it gets. So you can really shock yourself uh, as far as how much your intuitive ability can grow and evolve and change with time. Even having new psychic pathways open up that are dormant in you right now. Um, and again, you don't have to do anything too fancy, just kind of learning about this stuff, the awareness, then practicing using your intuition. Should I take an umbrella today? Uh, let, uh, let me not check the weather. <laughs> I know there's no major storm, so I can just play with this. You know, where, where should I go for lunch today? Play in, in small ways with your intuition. That really helps. And you can sometimes really surprise yourself over time of, of how your intuition will really blossom. Okay. And then one thing, because my, my doctorate's in psychology. So I read your article about synchronicity <laughs> in psychology. So that got me super excited about that. So talk about that, how that ties together the psychology of, of this. Well, it's interesting. And you might be better as a, as a therapist um, and, a, and having a PhD in psychology. I think you just said you'll probably be better able to speak to this. But the term synchronicity was really coined and made popular by Carl Jung, who is, you know, very famous psychologist. Um, and who was also a, a real mystic. <laughs> so I think it's it's lovely to remind ourselves that these two modalities blend quite well. Um, one of the reasons they blend so well is because mindfulness practices help us ground our, our nervous system and help us open up our psychic and intuitive ability. So, uh, and mindfulness practices is, is psychology. You know, that's one branch of, of something that's a little bit more uh, based in psychology, even though we could say Buddhism, you know, it's a spirituality, but it's also being really uh, adapted by psychologists because it works so well in that field as well. So psychology and the mystical arts actually blend together quite well. And Carl Jung was the first person that really... Uh, put this down on paper, I think, or that's what we all give give him credit for, that this is a meaningful coincidence. This isn't just something that happens that's random. This is something that has great meaning that this plane flew over. This isn't a random thing. That's what I've had conversations with folks because 
they'll say, oh, it's just a coincidence. They kind of brush it off. And I'm like, no. And like what Corey shared and what Jennifer said, you start to make those connections. You're like, no, this isn't a coincidence. There's more to it. Right. And I, and I like, you know, it's one of those things too. It's, it's almost, you know, the great thing. I, I think it's so great to give, get this information out there. Sure. And if you feel like there's a friend or family member that's open to this and this would help them, of course, you know, it, you know, give them the information or invite them in. But remember, um, who cares if they don't believe it? <laughs> you know, so, this is really about you deepening your inner experience and your relationship to yourself and your relationship to the divine and people on the other side. If, if your Aunt Gladys thinks this is all hooey, that's fine. You know, you don't have, it doesn't have to diminish your experience because, um, you know, part of being a mystic is having this deep, rich inner world that is, is just as nourishing for you as the outer external world. And then that ties to, cause I think another thing that I think all of us have experienced through widowhood and I can speak for on my, for, on my behalf too, is the, the spirituality part of it. I became much more spiritual and in that connection after my husband's passing. And so I know too, that that has a component to those signs and synchronicities that goes also hand in hand. Yeah, it's, well, I think it can, when these kind of things happen and they start happening regularly, it makes you really want to figure out what's going on, you know, and it makes you entertain things that maybe before you wouldn't have entertained. I, you know, this, I, I have once seen an angel with my physical eyes. Um, and before then I didn't believe in angels, <laughs> you know, so sometimes you, something happens in your kind of normal, you know, great grounded earthy world. You know, we all need to be very grounded and practical, you know, it's fantastic. And sometimes something, you know, the veil, you know, is lifted and you see something and it's just like, wow, this opened up whole new vistas for me. Um, and it really expanded my idea of, of what could be possible or what could be real. And then I think another topic too, and especially with Valentine's Day right around the corner, right? And I think us too, having grieved a loss and so forth, but there's synchronicities and romances too, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, one, one thing that comes to me intuitively right now, as you just asked that great question, is sometimes a synchronicity can let us know we're on the right path. You know, so again, when you're on that job interview and it's at the 21st floor and the person is wearing your favorite color, you have to kind of, you know, look up at heaven and say, I get it. <laughs> There's really something here for me. It may not be the perfect job or I may not work this job forever, but this might be exactly where I need to be right now. So, you know, as, as we're navigating our life, of course, we want to look at empirical evidence. And of course, we want to, you know, talk to experts and, and we want to get all the data and we want to use our logical mind. But sometimes what can really be the, the, the thing that is the deciding factor when we're navigating life is those signs and synchronicities. This is kind of like little breadcrumbs through the forest, letting me know that I'm that that this is this is the I'm on the right path making this decision. You know, I've done all the other kind of research and now this is kind of the deciding factor. And sometimes it can also help us when we're we're really 
scared and intimidated about a decision. You know, we, we feel in our gut, it's the right decision. You know, it looks good, you know, fairly good on paper. Um, but we're still really scared and nervous. Sometimes getting those signs and synchronicities can be, uh, can help us bolster our own confidence to move forward. And I always like to remind people that when you're going through a real challenge, a real transition, or a, a real significant loss, the synchronicities, they, you know, heaven turns up the tap on that. And they often start coming very strong, very fast, because that 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 uh, divine benevolent force knows that you need that extra guidance, you need that extra support. So that's always interesting. Sometimes when you're in a time that feels uncertain, chaotic, really sad, you'll think, oh my gosh, it's almost as if I have the strongest connection to the divine I've ever had right now. So that can be common too. Okay. And then let's talk about too, because you hear a lot about this too, kind of in pop culture and things like that, laws of attraction. What's the connection there with the laws of attraction? Everyone says you manifest this, How? but how does the signs and synchronicities tie with that? Well, I think, you know, the law of attraction, I think, is such a complex concept. You know, we could do 10 podcasts trying to unravel that one. <laughs> um, because as as you all know, um, terrible things happen in life that we did not want or attract on any level. They happen, you know. So I think these kind of concepts and, and spirituality, um, I think what turns some people off to spirituality is people try and pare it down to something that's very simple and it's not, it's very complex. Um, I think sometimes things happen in the world that are tragic and awful and, you know, telling someone, oh, this had a, there, there's meaning in this. I, I don't think that's that helpful because I don't always know that that's true. I think terrible, awful things happen and they happen. And I think sometimes we make our own meaning so that we can heal and keep going forward and heal people around us and 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 make our lives purposeful. So I think we can create meaning after something terrible happens, but it doesn't mean that it happened, you know, for some some reason. And it certainly doesn't mean that you attracted it. Um, so I think one thing that you're looking at with manifestation, which is another word that kind of comes right in when we talk about law of attraction is these are the cards in my hand I'm dealing with right now. This is what's going on in the economy. This is what's going on in my country. This is what's going on with my bank account. This is what's going on with maybe soul contracts and destiny points that I don't even know about consciously, but maybe it's 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 kind of something I planned before I came down here to try and accomplish and spirits wants to help me with that. Um, and, and also there's free will. You know, the other thing about life is every human has a certain amount of free will, so we can't control other people's free will. So that's in the mix. So it's like, look, there's a lot going on, you know, it, it, right now in this moment in time for me and a lot of things affecting what I can manifest. Um, let me use signs and synchronicities to show me what's my best bet right now. You know, um, I really want a new career. Can I get some signs and synchronicities about what's, 
What's my best bet within my destiny, within the economy, within the country I'm living in, within what I'm going to need to bring in every month to um, take care of my family? What's my best bet here? Give me some, you know, is, is it real estate? Is it banking? Is it going into the healing arts? Is it going back to school? Is it calling a former boss or employer and saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start up again? So I, I think that's, um, that's how I would like to talk about law of attraction because it's so practical and grounded and useful. And I think there is an element of sometimes with law of attraction, um, controlling what you can might be, let me work a little bit with nourishing myself about what I believe is possible for me. Um, about do I do I believe that there is a healing benevolent force that's that's trying to look after everyone the best it can in in the midst of all this suffering and pain and doing what it can to support us you know how can how can I be more open to that force how can I utilize that force more so I think there is an element of of what we believe what we allow all of that. But I, what, what I, I fear is that sometimes when people talk about law of attraction, it puts an awful lot of pressure on themselves. You know, that well, if, if, you know, I should just, if I can just get my mindset right, I'll attract, you know, and I think it's so much more complex than that. So please let yourself off the hook. You know, you're a wonderful person. You're trying very hard. And I think when you, when one of these law of attraction, if that sounds fun to you and engaging, use it in a playful way. You know, sometimes these things are best used in a really playful, nourishing way, but we always have to be grounded in self-compassion and self-love. I'm enough as I am. I'm a fantastic person. I haven't done anything wrong. Let me let myself off the hook and let me tell myself at the end of every day, you made it. You did a great job. You got through that, especially when you're grieving. It's a huge accomplishment to get to get through the day if you're having a bad day. That's what a lot of us have said here, right? We've got to give ourselves grace and we've got to have, it's just, it's those steps, right? You're having to move forward, but just take one step. Don't think too far down the road. Just you're surviving early on. You're just surviving day by day. So give yourself that grace. Appreciate and it. I would like to say, you know, for people out there that feel, you know, I think it's very individual when you lose someone in your life, what that means to you, you know, and you can use your intuition or synchronicities to discern do do I think this happened for a greater reason, you know, that that my partner and I weren't um, aware of? If, if that resonates and that feels true for you and that's healing and nourishing, then fantastic. Um, but I think you can also just say, you know, what maybe what might resonate for a different person, it might be really true, is this terrible thing just happened. It's not what maybe our souls planned or wanted, but it's happened. And now I want to give, I want to find a way to make it meaningful for me to give my life and meaning more purpose now going forward afterwards. Exactly. I couldn't agree more because that that's a lot of, or many of the conversations Corey and I have had because our brains, and you touched upon this earlier, Tanya, we want to make sense of things. There's this logical piece of our brains. That's how we, that's how we, how it's wired, but we have to then come to an understanding that that wasn't the plan. Right. As much as and it's part of our grieving process, it's part of healing. And yes, we, we, we get upset. I mean, that's that's just the, our way that we kind of process all of that. But then when you get to a point of peace and I think of understanding and it is part of a, of a broader plan. Right. Right. And, and that's yeah. When you were speaking, it's I, I think what's what's 
kind of difficult and wonderful about being a human, both things at once, is there's so much that's mysterious to us. Why am I here? What is this place? You know, it seems to be heaven and hell on in the same moment, you know. Um, how, wh what is all this? What does it all mean? And I think in some ways the mystery can be really difficult. Like you said, it's we, of course we want to make sense of everything. And on in other times, the mystery is so nourishing. Oh my gosh, I just got this great synchronicity. I don't really understand all this, but I this is fantastic. So, um, and, and I think when you get into um, spirituality, there is an element of faith because there is so much that is mysterious that we we don't understand and, and possibly the peace comes from saying I don't need to understand you know I know these synchronicities are happening I know in my heart this is coming from someone on the other side and I don't need to understand all this I just need to uh, let it nourish and heal me exactly and of course do you want to chime in on that too given some of our conversation yeah. I mean I, I think I think Jenny, we kind of have come to the same place of, you know, at least for me, like what, what am I meant to learn from this situation? And, and one of the lessons for me is I'm really not in control of the big stuff. <laughs> None of us are right. And, and so for me, that's been something that I, I've really tried to take with me and is, and I'm hoping is making me a, a, a better person and that you know, I'm able to now go through life with just, I have a different perspective and, um, yes, I'm going to do everything I can to take care of my situation. But at the end of the day, there's, there's other forces and other plans in place. And I, I'm probably never going to understand them in this, in this world, in this life. So for me, it, it's really been coming to terms with that and, and accepting that. That's been part of my part of part of my grief journey is just accepting um, that this is my path, and I don't really know why, but there's been some really positive things that have come out of it too. People that have been put in my life, and um, like I said, things that I've learned, and and the realization at the end of the day too that everybody has something hard in their life and none of us get through this like on the easy path. Like it just, it doesn't happen. So, you know, this is my thing for now and someone else says something else and, and hopefully we're here to help each other and, and be here for each other through all of that. So. That's what's been very powerful for me is kind of just the scripture of saying, you know, you're taking this pain because the three of us experienced an incredible pain, right? That loss of a partner completely changed our world, right? It's just, it's, it's severing another half of you, right? Kind of, and then, but we've taken that pain. And again, hence also the genesis of the whole podcast is how can we help others, right? And so um, I think that's also been very healing for all of us on this particular journey. And, and Tanya, like you said earlier too, there is no end date. I mean, that is something, this will be with us forever, but it's how we shape it moving forward. But so- Yeah, I think when you were sharing, um, I, I think it's, it's so interesting that it's so helpful to, to take something that's been difficult for you, try and figure out what is what's healing and medicinal um in in the repair or trying to solve that and then share it with others you know i think that 
that's so healing usually for people to be able to share. And part of it, I think, is also just the connection. You know, that sense of I'm, you know, I feel sometimes when someone so important to you is taken, there's such a sense of disconnection and a loss of intimacy. So doing, there's nothing more intimate than, than jumping in when someone else is suffering and trying to help them. So, um, and, and I like that, you know, that's, that's again, another crazy thing about life where you can have this absolutely horrific thing happen to you. And then still there is, there are positive things that come from it. You know, that, that's another wild thing about life. You know, you would never imagine that that could be true, but that is, that is true. So, and it, it reminds me, and I think this is a, I, I, I don't know if this Carl Jung coined this term, but the term, the wounded healer, the idea that it is sometimes in our greatest wounds that we develop the our greatest capacities as a healer. You know, and it's only because of those wounds that we we learn anything about healing and that we feel called to reach out to others. So, you know, kind of making those wounds sacred, you know, and 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 making it mean something, giving it purpose and helping other people. And again, it just keeps coming back to me, especially when people are on this journey of losing a partner, staying connected. It really helps you stay connected, even if it's um, if you end up having some kind of group therapy, you know, how people can all share and then all jump in and help each other at different moments in different therapy sessions. So it's, it's, in, it's, and, and I think whenever you are offering healing to anyone else or, or just telling them about something that might be healing, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be grandiose, but reaching out, trying to give them some kind of healing tool that healing energy bounces back to you. So it's so nourishing for you, um, even though, you know, it's kind of like a reverberation byproduct. Agree. Couldn't agree more. Yes. All right. So I want to get into signs. I mean, we've already sprinkled a little bit of it. And I know Jennifer, she's got quite a few signs. But I think Tanya, talk about, because I know your article talked about, and we've talked about numbers, musical messages, animals, even animals. I know Corey's got some examples there too with animals and so does Jennifer and just words of others. And like you've touched upon too, Tanya, about divine timing. We talk about a little bit of that because it, it's all those different ways that this can show up and appear, correct? Yeah. And, and I, I love to hear the others share if they have certain um, synchronicities that happen to them around animals, you know, animals, it could be just seeing a certain animal um, that has special meaning for you. Uh, it could be that you're, you're, you're saying something that's uh, profound to a friend and then a, a dog in a restaurant that's been quiet the whole time starts barking suddenly, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Of course, it's very common when people are grieving that a person's favorite bird starts suddenly showing up, you know, every day in the garden, or, you know, there's, there's an animal, you know, that's, I've, I've never had deer in my backyard, but from the day my partner passed, there's been this one deer that keeps coming every day. Um, so there's so many ways. And then of course you can work with animals as animals, animal messengers, you know, it might be that you feel like the animal that comes, you know, this, this huge Eagle that swoops over your yard every day is trying to tell me to get into a broader perspective, 
you know, how, how can I write, raise up and see this from a broader perspective? So there's, there's so many ways that animals can operate through synchronicity and they're great vehicles for that. But does anyone have a specific story they'd like to share? So at the end of September, Jenny and I took a trip to uh, Nashville the entire time, nearly the entire time. We went to uh, Cheekwood. It's gorgeous. Um, butterflies everywhere. And always two butterflies sitting there just, you know, going in front of us and blue butterflies at that. And it was just so unique because I don't see butterflies, you know, in, in my place. But all of a sudden, butterflies. And we went to a Tennessee Titans game on Sunday. And here's these butterflies in a football stadium who has butterflies in a football stadium <laughs> sit there and just, you know, fly in front of us. And we both just look at each other. There's the boys, there's our boys. So it's just, it was such a unique coincidence. And so we're looking up, what does blue butterflies look like? Or, you know, what's their sign and meaning? And it was just, it was such a unique and kind of connecting event that never would have happened had you know both of our lives just turned upside down and we also had a dragonfly right wasn't there a dragonfly oh. hovering right above us in the <laughs> stadium just like yes. right, literally above us the whole thing just kept coming yes. up, flying right above our heads and you had numbers you were seeing numbers oh. that you and Leroy had right yep so we were married on the 23rd of November and 23 we're at the stadium and I'm sit standing next to, you know, the, the seat, Jenny's looking at Joe Burrow. Cause you know, it's Joe Burrow. And so she's like 23. I turn around. I'm at the seat number 23. Uh, we were at Cheekwood and the train was 58, which was, you know, Leroy's favorite football player. That was his number. The year he was born, just number our hotel room was 333 and that was Leroy's birthday was the 3rd of September just all these different things that just kept coming up and I I know people think I'm crazy you know when I say these things or but it is just I knew he was there I knew he was with me I knew he was happy that I was living instead of just kind of curling up in a ball and and just deciding not to do anything I I know he was he was happy and he was there with me and I think it ties to what Tanya was saying earlier it was just the amount of those signs coming at us I think Tanya like you said it's just the universe brings it to you all at once right it's just like a pouring over and <laughs> trying to get your attention and it certainly did yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it I I love the butterfly and I I think sometimes when you are you know, that, that, that is that great thing where you can look up online and say, oh my gosh, what, you know, I know butterflies mean transformation, you know, which is, you know, that's why the cover of my, uh, my grief, uh, my grief journal forever in my heart is covered in butterflies because it is that symbol of transformation. But I think it can also just be this really cool thing. Like, you know, we both know that these two butterflies that are following us everywhere, we know what this is. We don't need Google to tell us. So, and sometimes I think it is, it can be if someone's listening to this podcast and thinking, this is great for y'all, but I sure, I, I haven't been getting, I don't feel like I'm getting those signs. And I so desperately want to feel that connection. 
remember, don't, um, don't put pressure on yourself. Don't, don't put pressure on the field and also be open to however they come. You know, it doesn't have to be your favorite number. It doesn't have to be your, your favorite animal messenger or your favorite color. Just open up to it coming however it comes. So, you know, it can be very common when someone passes that they, you know, they want to have a, a dream. I want to have a dream where they visit me in the dream. Please let me have that dream. I think it's it'll come how it's meant to come. You know, just, just and, and that is kind of an interesting thing about mysticism. And when you walk into this, the more calm and open and detached and surrendered you are, the easier it is to get messages and perhaps the more they come and the more they you recognize them. So don't put pressure on yourself. And remember, don't don't say, I want it to come as a white feather on Tuesday, you know, <laughs> really be open to however it, it wants to come in, because sometimes it will come in using whatever's in the field in the moment it can piggyback on. You know, so your your favorite number may not be in the in the room or your favorite color. It'll use it will use what it can in the moment because it's very organic and in the moment. Corey, what about you? I know you've had a couple of items or situations that came up and experiences. Um, so for animals, I I think I I've never seen so many birds just sort of stop and stare at me for <laughs> like outside a window in my car kind of just walking down the street, you know, and so, and that, and that's just something I, I've noticed, but I have one situation where I was, um, I went to visit him where he's buried and I was sitting down at his marker and this firefly, I mean, like just kept coming at me. It was like some sort of beetle fire. I'm not, not great with like in, in bugs, but anyway, something with wings and, and it just kept coming at me and coming at me and it would not leave me alone. And I was like, Paul, I'm here. Like, yes, I see, I see you once again, I see you, I'm here. But to me, that was just such a, it was, it was, it's just always such a nice feeling of like, okay, I see it. I get it. And, you know, just like the two blue butterflies, like that's just, there's just a, you just get such a nice, like, you know, they, they are remembering you as much as you're remembering them and they're missing you as much as you're missing them. And to me, that's, that's sort of how I take it that. And where else would they be, but at that football game with you, where, <laughs> where in the world else would they be? You know, <laughs> yeah. so you said it's wild. I like how you said it's wild. You just can't, it's, it's just wild. But I think Corey too, you had, didn't you have two birds come up in front of your house kind of get perched on? Yep. Yeah. And right in front of my son's window and they, stop looking at me you know and so it's and I was I mean really before he passed I was not this kind of person and 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 maybe because luckily I had never experienced grief like this and until that point um that now I'm I'm very open to it and very aware but I wasn't before so you know like you said if there's people listening who think like oh that sounds a little bit weird or I don't know about that I think sometimes it's just sort of keeping an open mind and keeping your eyes open. And, and like you said, we, we don't know how they're going to, the signs are going to come. I mean, you know, we, they just happen. They happen. And sometimes, you know, they do come through, they're, they're very directive. 
you know, it's it can be a sign that is just like, oh my gosh, this is so wild. These butterflies are here and, and you know, what a nurturing experience and makes us all feel so closer and uplifts my spirit. And then it, sometimes the synchronicity can be like, do this or get going on this. You know, you might find that you are um, like anybody who loses someone just so overwhelmed and overcome with grief. And, uh, and of course that has physical, that can have physical implications. It can affect you physically, even, you know, that's something we don't talk enough about grief of how tired it can make you and, and how drained it can make you. Um, and you might be, you know, just subscribing all of that to grief. And then, um, suddenly, you know, you go out and have, you know, lunch with, with a girlfriend and she starts talking about menopause and, oh my gosh, I've been having these wild symptoms and blah, blah, blah. And then you think, oh, you know, that's interesting. And I'm, I'm glad you're getting help with that. And that's fantastic. And then um, you go to your local bookstore and you're looking for a book on how to process grief. And there's this huge display of menopause, how to deal with menopause right in front. And you're just like, oh, menopause is stalking me. You know, maybe some of these physical symptoms, of course, we could ascribe them to grief, but maybe I need to get to my doctor and have my hormones tested. There might just be something going on with me that if I can get more support from my physical body, it might make, make me be able to handle emotionally this just a little bit easier. So, you know, sometimes the synchronicities can be really um, clear cut and, you know, you, you, don't, you really don't want to move, but you keep seeing moving vans everywhere. And, you know, your, your friend gets their real estate license and, you know, suddenly this idea of moving is just kind of stalking you and you have to say, okay, I get it. You know, I'm getting a ton of synchronicities about this. I, I might need to really look into this. So this the synchronicities can be comforting and a reminder you're not alone. And sometimes they can kind of be like, okay, let's get moving on something. There's there's one thing that synchronicities are excellent at doing is catching our blind spot. You know, no matter how wise or intuitive or aware or present or <laughs> anything that we are, um, we all have blind spots where there's things that we might need to do or uh, change or shift about our lives, about ourselves that we're not aware of. So if you start getting kind of themes in your synchronicities that are happening all the time, it's like, you know, I might need to go back to school. I didn't realize it, but I, I think there's a new career for me and I, I can go back to school part time while I'm working. And this has just been a theme that's kind of been stalking me. It was in my blind spot, but now that I think about it, yeah, this is what I need to be doing. Thank you. All right. Well, and I know you touched upon this and I think it will be helpful for the, for the audience or for the listeners, but like you said, be open to the signs. So you, you've highlighted that and you've touched upon ways that you could do that. Like I, I heard you say journaling, right. Is one way of doing it, but there's also meditation. And then there's also kind of setting intention. Right. Do you want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah. As far as uh, one thing that I think is very powerful is your journal. You know, that's kind of your own little magic tool to connect with the divine, especially to ask for things. So I think a fantastic journaling exercise, especially if you're going through a big time of transition or grief or anything like that, is to, um, you know, once a week, sit down with your journal and it doesn't have to be long or complex. Just start out by saying, you know, I'm, I'm praying to my partner, to angels, to guides, to whatever benevolent forces out there that can help me. And I'm, here's a couple of things I'm grateful for this week. And then here's some things I need. 
you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do about this, or I know what I need to do, but I'm not quite sure how to make it happen. I need some signs, signs and synchronicities this week around this issue. Then, um, you know, the universe acts on a call and response. So sometimes when we call out powerfully that way, we're using our own free will as co-creators to bring in more of that, of those signs and synchronicities. So you really can ask for them. Um, and sometimes you'll find that there will be, uh, you know, a symbol that becomes very meaningful to you over the course of your life, a certain song, a certain animal messenger, the blue butterfly, uh, you know, anything like that, that just starts appearing uh, whenever you're getting kind of warm. It's like a detective that's on a case, you know, oh, I'm getting warm, the clues are ramping up. So we can have kind of a, a dictionary of signs that are just meaningful to us that are are those breadcrumbs appearing. So when you're asking for signs, sometimes it will just be, you know, um, it'll, it'll be those signs that are very specific to you, but you can call out and ask for them in your thoughts. I think the journal, just a quick journal exercise once a week is very powerful. Then you can go back the next week, the next Sunday and record some of the major signs that were there. Then as you look back through, over the journals over the course of your life, it's like, wow, you know, this has been a theme for me for a while. And look at all the signs and synchronicities. I might really need to do something about this. Right. Because you can start to see those common themes or those commonalities. Right. And, and we right. all together. Right. So Corey and uh, Jennifer, do you want to highlight any other points before I, we kind of close out with a couple of things here with Tanya? You both shared such a fantastic <laughs> stories. Thank you. Those were just wonderful stories. You already weave those in. So, Tanya, I think then from your standpoint, because I know you've written books and I know we've we've also highlighted this uh, Oracle deck. Do you want to talk about those tools and resources that you've put together that'll be helpful for, for those? Sure. Yeah, thank you. I have nine books about spirituality. If you just uh, go on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and search my full name, which is Tanya Carol Richardson, you'll find those. I have two Oracle decks out. One of them is called Grief, Grace and Healing. Um, so it's, it's really fantastic. It's broken into three suits, one for grief, one for grace, one for healing, but you use the Oracle deck as a whole. And it's, it's just tools to help you when you are grieving also to connect to grace, that benevolent force that does step in to bring you many miracles and blessings into your day, especially when you're going through a trying time and you need them more than ever. And then healing is that force that can manifest in so many different ways in our life, but it's, I, I would pare it down to positive transformation. Something transformational happens happening to you that's positive is, is a healing experience. So there's that Oracle deck and you don't need to know anything about Oracle and Tarot to use this deck. <laughs> you can just pull a card once a day um, just for inspiration for yourself, but to get some divine guidance about maybe what's a, what's a good tool for me to work with right now in my grieving journey and process. And then I also have a guided journal called Forever in My Heart. This is a really special journal I created years ago that's designed to help you uh, and, and you dedicate the journal to one person who's left your life. So it could be a partner who's left your life. It could be any loved one who's left your life. And the journal is a way for you to speak to them. Um, to record signs and synchronicities, but also say things were left unsaid, 
uh, write down precious memories, uh, just feel more connected to them and feel like it's a tool and a vehicle for me to, to stay connected to that person's spirit. Great. Well, thank you so much for putting those resources together. It definitely helps our community and uh, helps us process and then move forward. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. You are all so inspiring and just lovely people. And it's just, um, it's always inspiring to see people um, continuing to move forward, you know, and it can be inching some days or just treading water. It doesn't matter, but it's saying I'm, I'm here and I'm, and that counts and I'm going to keep somehow moving forward. And I think, you know, moving forward is healing you know, in whatever way it, it's, it resonates and appropriate for you that day, that hour, that minute, it's very healing to, for, for people who've been through a trauma to in some way begin to move forward. So congratulate yourself for being here. And it was just my honor to, to speak with you all. You're so inspiring. Thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you, Jennifer. And thank you, Corey, for oh, showing up. Thank you guys. I learned so much today. Thank you so much, Tanya and Jennifer. Jenny, as always, I learned from. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Appreciate it.